SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You call these bagels? It's bagels and bad beats. Yo, welcome back. Hour two of Bagels and Bad Beats. Joe Pizzapia filling in for Scott Wetzel here on a Thursday morning. Scott hopefully will be uh, back with power tomorrow. Uh, Crazy times here. The hurricane uh, ripped through this tri-state area where we are in. And uh, believe it or not, some people still trying to get power back. So hopefully your guy will be back tomorrow. All powered up, refreshed, ready to go for you. But in the meantime, you got me. And in the words of uh, Dante from Clerks, I wasn't even supposed to be here today, but I am. I'm here for you anyway, and uh, I'm here for you for your calls to 844. That's right. That's who I am. I am He-Man. No one has ever confused me and He-Man. By the way, He-Man's haircut, looking back on it, funny. Kind of a weird look for a dude. He's got that weird, right? He's got that blonde bob. By the way, I got, you know what? Now that you played the He-Man clip, when we get to the Netflix recommendation at the end of the show today, I got one for you. It's very good. So I don't know if you've seen this or not. And yes, yes, it is. It is He-Man related. It's very cool. So anyway, hold on for that. Don't go anywhere. We're also going to take your calls. 844-843-6879. Again, that's 844-843-6879. Just resetting for you real quick. The Marlins win the double dip of a double header. Uh, you also got uh, Mike Trout double dipping with two home runs for him. You have uh, Matt Olson doing the same. Then Aaron Judge just cannot be stopped. Seven home runs in 10 games. Ties a major league record for 10 games to open a season. That record was held by Alex Rodriguez. So look at that. Aaron Judge and A-Rod getting to spend some quality time together. Uh, Mick Madrigal and Alzi Albies will be spending some quality time together on the I.L., Roberto Azuna out for the year with Tommy John surgery. That should uh, basically get confirmed today. And Max Scherzer left his start against the Mets with uh, a hamstring issue, which is not good. You have to start to worry. Last year he had the back issues. Maybe the body's breaking down, which is really, really sad. Max Scherzer's a Hall of Famer. Max Scherzer's a premier pitcher. Max Scherzer in this generation, one of the top pitchers. And, And a great story, too. People forget that he struggled early on in his career with Arizona. It wasn't until he got to Detroit where things really started to kick in for him. And then obviously coming to that World Series championship last year, big, big deal for him. So we're going to hit a break. We come back. We're going to look forward in the MLB. But first, a little fantasy football underrated. Don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Derek Carr uh, thinks that he's underrated. And maybe he is. I don't think so, but uh, the Las Vegas quarterback has a lot of feelings, clearly. And uh, you know what? Good for him. Fired up Derek Carr. New spot, new city. Sure. Let's get it on. Let's see if he can uh, make it happen here. It's uh, 
it's certainly something to watch. There's no doubt about that. And some of these other guys are to watch as well right here on Bagels and Bad Beats. These are some of the names you need to know in terms of underrated fantasy football names. And uh, again, I want to preface this. Forget sleepers. They don't exist. It's not a thing. Everybody talking about this guy's a sleeper. He could break out. Like We all know the guys. Let's just talk about guys who are underrated for their ADP, guys who could be contributors. And the first guy here is not being drafted as a QB1. He's more of a super flex QB2 quarterback right now. So if you're playing in two quarterback leagues, he's the guy you need to know. But if he finishes, statistically speaking and points-wise, at number 12 overall, it would not shock me. And it's Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. Now, I mentioned yesterday on the show, Daniel Jones last year did not play a single game where he had all of his weapons healthy. That means Tate, Slayton, Shepard, Ingram, Saquon, all on the field at the same time playing football. If he gets that for any chunk of the season this year, it could be excellent. Now, look, I understand it. Uh, there was a lot of controversy here with Daniel Jones. A lot of Giants fans rolled their eyes with this pick. They didn't see it. They didn't get it. But I think after this year, they did. And the ghetto actually is the one laughing right now. And uh, yeah, that first game was absolutely tremendous in Tampa. We all know that. He threw for 300 yards. He rushed for two touchdowns. He threw for two touchdowns. Then Saquon Barkley had an injury. And you can see those stats kind of go down a little bit. You can see things get difficult. And look, that would happen to any quarterback when he loses a running back, especially one of the nature of Saquon Barkley. And having Saquon helps you pad those stats, too, because when you can, you know, throw a little screen pass to Saquon Barkley, that guy can add 30 something <laughs> yards right there by himself to your passing total. And that's something you have to keep in mind. Also, Daniel Jones is something that Giants fans are not quite ready for, which is a quarterback who can actually move left to right. God bless Eli Manning and his two Super Bowl rings, but he is not the most mobile guy in the world, and he'll be the first one to tell you. To see Daniel Jones go out there and have some rushing yards, like 30 in a game, 54 one game, that's some pretty good stuff from him. Uh, but I will say this, the guy can run a little bit. The guy in terms of efficiency is a rookie, not terrible, 24 touchdowns, just 12 interceptions. And I think you look at last year as a rookie season and you say, hey, this guy could have the goods. By the way, fun fact, he had five 300-yard games last year. That's one more than Aaron Rodgers had. Just saying. Just saying. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But this year, will he outscore him? Maybe. Maybe. I'll tell you what. Is Daniel Jones my second quarterback in a super flex league or an OP league or a two-quarterback league? I'm taking this guy. I definitely am. Let's stick in New York, too, and let's stick with Le'Veon Bell for a moment, if we may. Le'Veon Bell is a controversial player, and he has earned this mark. There is no doubt in my mind that he has earned this. I do not like the Jets roster. I do not like the Jets offensive line. I certainly do not like Adam Gase, and I don't care for green eggs and ham, no matter what anybody tells you. It's not good. It's gross. Nobody wants eggs to be green. It's terrible. But Le'Veon Bell, I'm not ready to write off completely yet for a couple reasons. The first one is the man can still catch the football. He still had 78 targets, caught 66 of them for 461 yards in a dreadful season for a dreadful Jets offense, okay? Certain times he was playing with Falk as quarterback, for God's sakes. And I don't mean Marshall Falk either. <laughs> now, uh, in terms of yards per carry, it was not great. It was down to 3.2. Not good, not where you want to be, but once again... There was nobody happening. There was nothing going on here. Now, Frank Gore being there is slightly concerning in terms of touchdowns. Yeah, Frank Gore might steal a couple touchdowns away from you. You might get pissed off about that. And I know we will. But there's an outside chance that Le'Veon Bell this year, if Sam Darnold plays all 16 games, which, again, is asking a lot, 
But if he does, there's reason to believe that Le'Veon Bell could, as they could, lead this team in receptions. I'm not saying he's going to, but there's a chance he could. He could catch 85, 90 balls. I'm just telling you that could be the way it is. And you might see him line up in the slot, even when Frank Gore on the field sometimes. Uh, I know Crowder was a very popular target last year with Darnold. They don't have a whole lot else. They got the rookie Mims. I don't know what he is yet. They don't. You don't know what he knows. But I wouldn't be betting on it right now. But I would be betting on a bounce back from Le'Veon Bell. Um, I understand he's a little older. I understand some tread on the tires. All that is great. But the guy keeps himself in phenomenal shape. I think last year, you know, you can't really hang on Le'Veon Bell. As much as we'd love to do that, just kind of pile on, I don't think you can do it. But I think right now, when you look at the ADP, Le'Veon Bell is going as like a low-end RB2. And from a volume standpoint, especially in a PPR, and a full-point PPR, I mean, geez, it, <laughs> you have to think that this guy is, is still somewhat viable here. And, and I do. And I'm going to take a shot on Le'Veon Bell again as my RB2 because I can get him there. RB1 is a different story. Is he going to have a ton of touchdown upside? Of course not. He's absolutely not going to be the guy he was with the Steelers. He is not playing in the same offense. How could he possibly be that same guy? But he could still be a pretty good running back for you in fantasy, at least for this year. So I would be looking at him and trying to get him on teams. And because basically you're getting it such a discount. You're also getting a huge discount on Kareem Hunt. And the question there is, can him and Chubb get enough here to both become RB2s? And I think the answer to this question is yes. Uh, when he came in last year in week 10, check this out. So from week 10... To the end of the season, he had 44 targets, caught 37 of them for 285 yards. So the guy played eight weeks last year. And I'm not saying you want to extrapolate things. I'm not saying it's so easy. You just take everything and just drop it over there. What I am saying is this. It's going to be a better offense this year. It's going to be a better offensive scheme this year. And it's going to be one that's going to recognize Kareem Hunt's talents from day one and be able to utilize them. Now, you also saw the drop-off in Nick Chubb in terms of targets, his targets. So this is going to have a negative effect on the times that Nick Chubb touches the football. But Nick Chubb, especially in standard leagues, is going to score you touchdowns. He's still going to be really useful there, so don't worry about that. But Kareem Hunt is a great return on investment. He's going as a flex running back right now. He's going as an RB3 and a full-point PPR. This guy can put up the same number of points, basically, <laughs> that Nick Chubb can put up in a standard league. You know, I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, you could... In PPR, Kareem Hunt is the better return on investment than Nick Chubb. That's just the way it is. Let's talk about those wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, two of those guys I think are underrated. Uh, Roethlisberger's back and healthy last time I checked. So he threw for 5,000 yards two years ago when he was on the field. So Juju will be back and Juju will be fine. Yeah, Brown's gone, but I don't care. Juju will be fine. And Deontay Johnson's going to be good too. That guy was really good last year without Ben Roethlisberger, which was not easy considering the bums that were playing quarterback there last year. Also, AJ Green has now fallen to an all-time low, and this is the time to buy in. Yeah, AJ Green can have some great weeks and some down weeks, but when you're getting him as a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all back because of those weeks where he will have wide receiver one weeks. So give me AJ Green on the bounce back along with those two Steelers guys. Love those guys. Think they're underrated. Juju is an underrated wide receiver one. Being drafted as a two, I'm telling you right now, if you miss out on the boat, he can be your one. You get him and A.J. Green and Deontay Johnson late. That is a good wide receiver core. That is something that Black Book will have you do. And you go get your fantasy football Black Book, by the way, on Amazon right there. Boom. 
uh, and get ready for your NFL season. Uh, great contributors there. Mike Taglier, Bobby Sylvester from Fantasy Pros, Nate Hamilton, uh, Adam Ronis, some of the best names in fantasy helped me put that together every year. And uh, very proud of that. We're very proud of our product. And last but not least, Noah Fant at tight end. Um, look, young quarterbacks look for the tight end. Drew Locke, young quarterback. He's got a lot of weapons here. And I think Noah Fant is going to be out there in the middle wreaking havoc. He showed you in his rookie season a little bit which is more than a lot of other tight ends show you with their rookie seasons. I like Noah Fant. I think of him and Hawkinson. He's the guy to go after this year. So there's your underrated fantasy football team. Again, for more fantasy football coverage, go get your fantasy football black book. I just updated it with all the new CAH news and everything else there with Cam Newton. So you're getting the right copy when you order it on Amazon. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to Major League Baseball right here on Sportsman. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats. Well, we, we didn't gather anyone. Uh, all our meetings today were on Zoom. Uh, we were able to Zoom uh, two meetings last night with our pitchers, and then we had a Zoom today uh, with our players. Um, and, you know, honestly, it's hard because you can't really get together and talk uh, as a group or anything like that. So That was Marlins manager, Don Mattingly. It is difficult. It's difficult, but the Marlins are making it look easy because – they are undefeated since their return. They are 3-0. Now, look, it's against the Orioles, so take it with a grain of salt when you're the second-worst team in baseball and you beat up on the first-worst team in baseball. And then uh, things are okay. You know, we'll, we'll see how they fare as they continue on here. But certainly a good story, certainly fun. Let's look at what's fun out there in Major League Baseball. And this is your last chance for calls, too, if you want to squeeze one in here. Uh, before we get to the end of the show coming up, it's 844-843-6879. Again, that number, 844-843-6879 to give me, Joey P, a little phone call. And if you uh, need any advice on your fantasy football and baseball, you can always hit me up on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17. Again, that's JoePizzaPia17 on the Twitter machine. So let's get after it. Let's look at what is on our wagering slate for baseball tonight. And our DFS minds over on FanDuel. Minnesota Twins minus 198 against the Pirates. Look, let's just keep pounding the Pirates because that's what the Pirates are there for. Speaking of worst teams in baseball, uh, JT Brubaker is going to get the start. Holy hat against Kenta Maeda, who has been a quality start guy so far since the beginning of the season. Great. Good. Let's do this. This should be easy. Let's not overthink it. Pirates are bad. Twins are very good. How long is JT Brubaker going to uh, keep off this Twins lineup? Not very long. So that's a good value right there. Definitely want to look at that one. Also keep an eye on Josh Donaldson if he's in the lineup against Brubaker. In this 135 start, uh, again, this is uh, that that's a big key add as well. Um, moving on here, you've got some afternoon games besides this one. You've also got Tyler Anderson, Kyle Freeland locking up in Colorado. Anything can happen in Colorado. It's kind of like the Las Vegas of baseball. So it's one of those things that, you know, Freeland's been better this year, but my confidence level is zero with either of these two teams. So 
This is another one fade away from the Rockies. Are the favorite, though, 180 here because of Freeland on the mound against Tyler Anderson. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Mike Miner at 340 Eastern is going to take on the Oakland A's Mike Fires. Now, Fires is going to be missing the Astros coming up soon. I, I saw that, which uh, I think that's kind of convenient, the way the, the rotation kind of got structured there that – Made sure the Flyers didn't have to face the Astros. Now, it's funny, you know, we get all the, we get that moment where, you know, the Dodgers and the Astros, yeah, get the Joe Kelly moment. I don't want that moment. I don't care about that moment. I want the Mike Fires moment. That's the one that interests me. That's the one I'd like to see. Um, look, Mike Miner was inconsistent last year. Great in the first half, terrible in the second. So, um, yeah, there's money to be made here, potentially. Uh, Rangers are plus 130. Uh, looking at this one, Mike Miner is the better pitcher than Mike Fires. Potentially, there's definitely risk there. But I think if you're willing to take on some risk, this one should be at least on your board. The problem is this. The problem is Matt Olson's on fire. Ramon Lariano's on fire right now. Chris Davis is not. Uh, but look, with Mike Miner, the lefty on the mound there, a little bit tougher for Matt Olson. Again, if you really want to get involved in the afternoon, to me, it's that Twins game. But if you're looking for better odds, it's the Rangers game at the plus 130 because it's Mike Miner, because he can grow out there and throw six innings. And Mike Fires can go out there at times and be a gas can and get hit all over the ballpark. And um, look, Chew looked good yesterday. Uh, the Rangers are inconsistent. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, this is an opportunity at the very least. It's been a really good opportunity this year so far for Dylan Bundy, who once upon a time in baseball was the top overall prospect. Him and Jerickson Profar, if you can believe it, were right there one and two once upon a time. Before injury, Dylan Bundy was a can't miss. He's going to be the next ace of the Baltimore Orioles, and it never happened. Now he's moved on, changed the scenery to the Angels, and things are looking pretty good for him so far. He's been excellent with the Angels, and they've needed it. God knows they've needed some pitching there, and they are getting it from him. They're also getting some offense from Fletcher and Trout back in the lineup. Otani. Should be in the lineup tonight. Rendon. It looks like Justin Upton is now in a platoon. Keep that in mind. Joe Adele's going to be playing every day. If you're playing the afternoon slate on FanDuel, Joe Adele is just 2.1. If you want to go up there and get Mike Trout, you could do that. Just Joe Adele at 2.1. They're facing Taiwan Walker. And, uh, you know, when the odds come out, they have not come out yet for this one. I would pay attention to this one. I think this is another one where the Angels will be heavy favorites, and they should be. Yeah, just Dylan Bundy's been good so far. Seattle, not that good. And I know Kyle Lewis has been excellent. So I'll shed long, make a really nice play in the infield yesterday. But still, the Angels should be heavy favorites in this one. And this should be safer than the Texas game as well. More afternoon baseball uh, as well. Well, evening, 6.05, you're going to get Jordan Montgomery in this one. Uh, 6.8K over on FanDuel if you're going to play the all-day slate against Zach Eflin. There's some potential here with Jordan Montgomery as a GPP multi-entry kind of a guy tonight. I wouldn't do it in a single-entry tournament, that's for sure. Uh, but that Philly bullpen is not very good. Yankee bats, very good. Glaber Torres is just 2.9. Aaron Judge is all the way at 4.5. Aaron Hicks has been a good value this year, too, at 2.7. So keep that in mind. Uh, JT Realmuto, 2.9 also against Jordan Montgomery. Look, probably, if you're approaching this one, Maybe not so much uh, looking at anything but the over um, whenever that comes out, too, because we're still waiting on a lot of those numbers. But I'll be looking at the over in this game between Montgomery and Eflin, especially in Philadelphia. It's another good home run friendly ballpark. And we'll see if Aaron Judge can keep it going because so far so good. 
for Aaron Judge. I mean, it's, it's been tremendous for him. Uh, Luis Castillo and Carlos Carrasco. This is probably the premier pitching matchup of the night as we head into a uh, 6-10 game here. Uh, once again, you got to really make a decision if you want to get involved in this all-day slate. I would let the all-day go. I would just play the main slate or isolate the late. <clears throat> but Luis Castillo here, 10K over on FanDuel, 9.5 for Carrasco. This should be fun. These are two really good baseball teams right now. I look. I understand that the Reds have been struggling lately, but that's because they're facing Bieber and, and they're facing, uh, you know, uh, Clevenger. And now they get Carrasco, who's the lesser of the three, but he's been very good so far. So we'll see if those bats can wake up a little bit for Cincinnati. Um, I would favor Carrasco at home slightly, but because this is another one of those four outcome games, I want nothing to do with it from a wagering standpoint. No, thank you. We talked about those last two days. When it came to the White Sox and Brewers, guess what? We were right. Those were all decided by one run. That's not the kind of uh, night you want. This next one has some love. The Astros are favorites here, minus 131. The Diamondbacks plus 121 against the Astros, which is fair because they're the Astros. However, Zach Gallon's a good pitcher. He's going to be facing Brandon Bilek tonight. So I don't know how long Brandon Bilek is in for this game. I think the Astros' bullpen's a little taxed with Ozuna out, with the Presley injury. There's a lot here going on, and of course the Astros can pummel anybody into submission, but the way Cole Calhoun was swinging the bat last night, he's just 2.5 on FanDuel. Cattell Marte is 2.9. I'm starting to like that uh, Arizona Diamondback stack tonight. I think that looks pretty good there against Houston. And look, at plus 121, this might be your upset of the evening here. I think you might want to look at this one for sure. Tyler Chatwood has been brilliant. Yes, I never thought I would string those words together in a sentence, but it's a fact right now. Tyler Chatwood has been liked out. Him, Alec Mills, you Darvish, they are carrying the Cubs right now. Um, and they got a good matchup here against Brad Keller and the Royals. Royals plus 144, Cubs minus 147 on this one tonight. Uh, 157, excuse me. Chatwood's been so good. I think this is actually safe. I really do. Um, just looking at it, I would definitely be leaning towards the Cubs here in this one. Brad Keller can have some moments. He's got some strikeout appeal. But at the same time, the way Chatwood's been going, I don't know. It's hard not to like him right now. It really, really is. And your one concern is that bullpen. But you know what? At this point, you know, <laughs> it might not be a safe opportunity. Nate Pearson's going to go out there against the Atlanta Braves and Tuki Tucson. So Pearson 7.5. I like him as a GPP play on the main slate tonight against Tuki Tucson. Another guy who's not long for this game. Ozzy Albies is out of this lineup. Nick Markakis is back in. He's just 2.2K. But still, Nate Pearson was pretty good out of the gate against Max Scherzer. I would expect him to be good again. The, the Atlanta bats went quiet yesterday against Ryu. I think you could get that back-to-back -back days here without Albies in the lineup as well. Like you still got Acuna, still got Freeman. But let's face it, you know, I think the Atlanta Braves right now are looking at a little adversity. And Nate Pearson could get a W here. I'm just saying it, it certainly could be. The Miami Marlins, the streaking Miami Marlins. Oh, oh, Miami Marlins, if you could just play the Orioles every single day and you get one more game against them here today Jordan Yamamoto against Wade LeBlanc Jonathan Villar is going to be just 2.6 in this game uh, Jesus Aguilar is at 3k uh, uh this is a stay away from me I mean if you've got a confidence level in these teams go for it no thank you same thing with this last game here <clears throat> Josh Lindblom is just 6.5 very tempting that White Sox lineup is very formidable. Uh, Luis Robert at 3.2 at the top. Moncada at 3.6. Abreu 3.2. Grandal at 2.7. Leo Menez at 3.4 on FanDuel. These are all good plays. You could stack this. 1, 2, 3. 2, 3, 4. 3, 4, 5. However you want to do it. 
there's ways to get value, get Grandal in there for a little bit cheaper thing too. And it's not attacking Lindblom either. I like Josh Lindblom as a pitcher, but this White Sox lineup just does not quit. And on the flip side of this one too, Gio Gonzalez, I'd attack him tonight. I'd attack him with Keston Hura at 3.3. It's a really good value on the board. Not a lot of big hitters I want to pay up for tonight. But Keston Hura is a guy that I want in my lineup against Gio Gonzalez. This guy just crushes lefties. Uh, and uh, again, White Sox, so he's a good home run friendly ballpark as well. So uh, I'm looking at Kesson here tonight as one of those must start kind of guys. It's a shorter slate. I would also tell you Teoscar Hernandez in that Blue Jays game is just 2.8. When you're looking for lineup builders, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is just 2.7. That Jays game against Atlanta, I think you want to go a little off against Atlanta tonight on the FanDuel side. All right, we are going to hit a break here. We come back. The morning afters, Jared Smith is going to join us. We're going to talk to him, all things sports. We're not done yet, so stick around. More bagels, more bad beats right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Bagels and Bad Beats right here on Sports Grid. Our next guest, you know from Sports Grid, he's one of the co-hosts of the morning after. And uh, I was going to have Chris Pavona play Redemption Song by Bob Marley here because he's going to redeem himself for yesterday for standing me up. But look, I'm just happy that anybody talks to me this early in the morning. Jared Smith, welcome to the program, my friend. How are you this early, early morning? Oh, Joe, I'm wonderful. I, I'll say this about yesterday. It, 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 when you when you're when there's all these games on and you're handy and it it's just it just catches up on you what time it is. So oh, my apologies to the bagels and bad beats listenership <laughs> for depriving them of this elite banter on a on a. I guess now it's a Thursday morning. It would have been a Wednesday morning, but you know what? <laughs> Better late than never, as they say. And I'll tell you what, it's a beautiful morning. And I'm glad that I could watch this. I'm I'm literally watching the sunrise over Manhattan right now. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for that. As it's, as they it's say, one of the pluses for of being day. up is is you see the sunrise out there and uh, elite <laughs> banter. By the way, that's a show title right there, elite banter. And I like that. I agree. Get a hashtag going on that it, one uh, on Showtime, an elite show <laughs> on Showtime, maybe. <laughs> oh, now look. For those of you who don't know, Jared does it all. I mean, MLS uh golf i mean everything and i know you got pga coming up this weekend so give me a give me a run on that because i hear like this is your bag right like i hear you're on fire with all this so so what's the golf stuff yeah. look like for this for you uh this is a very exciting week um pga Cha- i mean we haven't had you know we i feel like sports are back and you know we're watching basketball we're watching hockey but this is a major i mean this is really what the sport really gears up for and I think we're going to have arguably the, the most difficult conditions we've seen at any event, which is how it should be for a major. But the difference this week is it's being played in San Francisco. So all the other tournaments have been played in the East Coast. Memphis, Detroit is about as far west as they've gone. 
So they've had that East Coast humidity, the summer heat, the golf conditions that were really good for scoring. Right. Well, now you're in the Bay Area. Now you're, you know, you're not Pebble Beach where it's south. You're in San Francisco. So it's, it's a little chilly. It's a little nippy. So I, I don't know how some of these older fellows, i.e. Tiger Woods, uh, his back, and I'm not calling Tiger old, but compared to the rest of the field, he's basically ancient. I mean, the rest of the field's in their mid to, you know, the, the, the really stud players are all in their 20s now. Right. Tiger's in his early 40s, and, and he's dealing with those back issues. And I don't know how the back's going to hold up for Tiger in this weather. And, and same goes for Dustin Johnson, who's also battling back issues. I mean, I, I, as someone who's aging myself, Waking up on a cold day and dealing with the lower back can be a, can be a pain. Uh, so these guys are going to be uh, you know, tested this week by TPC Harding Park. But I think it's going to be a good course. I think it's going to be a fun weekend. Even the conditions are going to be a little more like British Open-like. Uh, I think it is going to be an exciting watch. Brooks Kepka, two-time defending champ. He's the guy to watch this week. Is he the standalone favorite for you, or is there somebody else that you had your eye on from a wagering standpoint that you think is a good investment? He's the, he's the guy that I'd be looking to pile in on. I, I mean, okay. I, analytics, he's not going to jump out at you because his strokes gain numbers just are not dominant. But there's just – he's – I mean, and I get asked this question all the time. Like, well, do you, you know, do you rely on analytics or do you rely on the eye test for golf? And honestly, I think it's a good mix of both. I think – Well, I think that's a, any handicap sports, right? I mean, if you're not sense, doing – yeah, if you're exactly. not doing both, I think you're doing a disservice. And look, not everybody has a background in both. Like I've got a background in baseball. So when I look at it, it's a little differently. I like to think than some other people, but still, I think that's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's always a combination of those things. And then the other elements that you're adding in there, the weather elements, the age elements, all these other things. I think yeah. that at least arms you with a, a good possibility there to make a good informed wager, good informed decision and in fantasy, however you want to spin it. Uh, let, let's spin some baseball for a second, if we may. So I know sure. it's only the Orioles, but the uh, the Marlins are undefeated, and I'm gonna have to spend uh, two hours with Craig Mish now today uh, for oh the uh, since they've returned, they are undefeated. Is it oh just boy. they're playing against the Orioles, or is this could possibly be the craziest, silliest story ever? Because let's be honest, that National League East is kind of falling apart. The Braves pitching's falling apart. Albies is on the DL. Yeah. The Mets are a hot mess. Scherzer has a hamstring injury. Uh, we have the Phillies bullpen is terrible. And then there's the Marlins, right? Who all of a sudden are winning games everywhere. I'm sure it's short lived, but wouldn't that be fun? It's remarkable. <laughs> it's remarkable. I mean, it's short lived Joe, but they're five and one. And you think about things that are short lived. Well, the season is short lived. So right. it, it, it I, I don't I, I don't know what the magic number is in the NLEs. I, I, I do think I, I do think Atlanta and Washington get to the point where they're in a position where they're above five hundred. I know Atlanta slightly is, but they've been so snake bit lately, people think they're gonna fall off the map. I mean, I don't think Miami's gonna keep up an eighty three percent winning percentage if that's the you know, I, I think that is unsustainable. But I don't think it's totally out of the question for them to win twenty five or thirty games. I, and I don't think it's out of the question for them to be in the playoffs. If if the playoffs would have started at the point that we would have needed it to start at last year after 60 games, teams like the Rangers would have been in, the White Sox, you know, the, the Nats would have been out. So I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but I, I don't think they're going to sustain the winning percentage that they are now. And I do not think that they're going to win the National League East. I think that, that there's a chance they can make the playoffs, but not win the division. 
All right, what, what other teams so far have really surprised you? I know the Rockies have certainly surprised me, but I'm waiting for that. I'll tell you, the mm. other one for me personally is the Cubs pitching because I was looking for Darvish, but yeah. Tyler Chatwood, Alec Mills, some of these other guys who have stepped up here and just been outstanding, that's been shocking. When, you, when you've looked so far in these two weeks that we've had baseball back, and it feels like two months because it's just been such an onslaught <laughs> of trying to deal with so much news – what else has surprised you, maybe good or bad, so far to the season that's, you know, maybe worthy of note? Chatwood's a good one. I, I was looking at him today for a strikeout prop. Uh, Chatwood's a, an unexpected guy that I, you mentioned that that, it, that did jump out at me. I mean, I, I don't think if you were going to ask me to jump into a crystal ball and say, hey, after two weeks of this, the Yankees, the Twins, and the Cubs would have the best records, I, I don't think I'd, I mean, that doesn't sound that surprising to me. Uh, so I, I, that doesn't jump out as like this crazy, you know, mixed bag of results. I mean, obviously the Marlins with the, with the weird winning percentage, but they've only played six games. You know, the teams that have played the most games, the Yankees played 11, the Twins have played 11, the Cubs have played 12, and, and they've got the best winning percentages right now. So I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. And, and, and I think I could see, especially in the Central Division, Joe, I mean, that's why the Twins and, and, the, and the Cubs really jump out at you. When I was looking at the run differentials of the Central Division in Major League Baseball, three of the six worst run differentials came in the Central. I believe it was Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Kansas City. So those teams are the worst teams in, in Major League Baseball. So they've got a cluster of bad teams, and they've got two or three. You know, I would throw the White Sox in there. I even throw Cleveland in there as good teams. So the so you could see the, the Twins of the White Sox or the Twins of the Cubs win 42 games, 45 games, because those divisions are just so poor. Uh, so, so that doesn't really surprise me. I mean, I, I think, I think if you, I think if you go into the the standings and you really start to break down the run differential, some of these teams, the expected win losses, it, it does kind of match up. So we haven't seen those aberrations yet, and we could uh, with the Marlins if they can keep it up. But I think after two weeks, it's you know, it's it's the cream is start, starting to rise. Ah, in the words of Randy Macho Man Savage, the cream. Always rises to the top. Yeah. yeah. One of the great great promos of all time. Um, So we've also got the, we've also got. (laughs) Oh, good. What a team. Those two guys. I love that half of Randy Montreman's promos were always basically with his back turned to the camera too, where he was just looking at mean Gene, like he didn't care where the camera was. I just love that. Uh, Yeah. And I'll tell you what, talk about surprises. I'm looking at a DFS slate today where Tyler Chatwood, Mm. Nate Pearson and Dylan Bundy are like, like, ooh, how can I get involved with these three guys? And if you told me that wow. a year ago, I would have been like, there's no way that's happening. Pearson, maybe. But Pearson's Bundy on my list Canada. today, too. Oh, he's got to be against Atlanta. He only put on one list. Well, he's going yeah. against Tuki Toussaint tonight, and I don't know how long he's going to be pitching. He's coming in for the bullpen. Uh, this is going to be, you know, kind of a committee approach, I imagine, to today. And uh, look, you know, they got stifled by Ryu, who's been terrible so far to start the year. So, yeah, uh, I think missing Albies in that lineup hurts. Yeah. Were Freeman they traveling yesterday? No. Uh, were they at home uh, yesterday? No, they, they, they were at home. They, they were at home yesterday. They were home okay, yesterday. So they're, not tra- yeah. they're not traveling today. That's I, I think that's a good I think that's a good thing for people to start keeping an eye on. We're two weeks in now. The travel is now starting to take a toll on some teams. You know, usually after the first week, teams are excited to play. Second week now, and really we're entering the third week, the travel, look to, look to see who traveled, who had the travel the night before. That, that to me, you're going to get 10, 15 cents of, of positive EV on your, on your line every time because the travel's stressful, as we're seeing. Very stressful. You know, these guys want to go out, they want to do whatever they want to do, and, and they can't. So the, the, the teams traveling the night before 
like the show and go kind of teams. Right, that right. is something I'm going to be looking for too to try really to get a little value point. on the line. That's a really good point. Uh, we're talking with Jared Smith. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith. He's also uh, one of the co-hosts of the three hour, the morning after the marathon every day right here on sports. The Gilligan's Island tour. Three hours. Oh tour. my goodness. Uh, are you the movie star or the <laughs> professor? Who are you? Do you have a, <laughs> nah, I, don't even, I, I don't even watch that show. I, I've you know, never, the worst I, part? I, I feel like you, you, we're kind of the same age. You're a little older than me. But we're kind of the same age. I feel like it's a little too old for me. Right. That well, yeah. I mean, I remember me. Gilligan's little, Island little before like, my time. It was on like, you know, it was it was on TV and syndication forever. So we just know what it is. But no, yeah, I don't think yeah, I can yeah. ever say I ever a watched an episode. A three hour tour. Yeah, a three hour tour every day. <laughs> you know what, though? But you, look, the fact that you guys can cover as much as you do is just astounding. Let, let's try to hit a quick NBA before we let you go here this morning. Sure. Um, so far, what's your takeaways and what are you looking for as we starting to look closer into the playoffs now. Is there a, a plucky team that you don't see coming here that maybe people need to be on? Or is this a foregone conclusion of a final here? And, and do you have a favorite right now? Like, do you have a true favorite in your mind? I, I, I'm definitely fading the Bucks. I'm fading the Bucks. I, I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I think they're overpriced in the East. Uh -huh. And I just, I just don't like what I see defensively from them. And I, I don't know, maybe if they're going to turn it on when the playoff starts and it, and they very well could, but based on what I've seen in three games thus far, and we're going to find out a lot today against the heat because the heat want this game and the bucks are kind of, I mean, they, they just lost to the Nets, and I know they didn't play a lot of their guys, but they just lost to the Nets. So I'm a little confused with the Bucks. I think the Lakers are the best well, team, that but we haven't. Well, you know, is gonna that something, Jared? Is that something? Ramp down. By the way, when you have a the, you have an upset like that, mm -hmm. is that a thing that shocks a team back into reality a little bit? It's like, hey, no one's gonna give us this. We gotta get our crap together. I, I mean, I'm just trying. I'm just curious if you think there's I anything so. to that. Budenholzer is a really good coach. So if anyone can get them, can snap them back, it's it's him, and it's that kind of moment. But the, the the Heat are going to get in their grill today, and Miami, and they're actually very fortunate that Jimmy Butler's out and Goran Dragic probably won't play, so we won't get the full Heat team. But this is a Heat team. Bam Adebayo is a tough matchup for Giannis. That's a tough matchup, and they've already beat him twice this year. So that's a, that's a matchup I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on. The Suns are a little better than I thought. Hey, the Suns are only two and a half back of a playoff spot. They're 3-0 and in the bubble. I mean, no one ever would have guessed that. Uh, Indiana is speaking of the Suns, they're playing each other today. Indiana is another one of those teams that you would think without a couple of their best players, i.e. Sabonis, who's been an absolute stud all year, that they would kind of just pack it in. They've actually changed their approach a lot. They're much more of a run and gun team now with, with TJ Warren. So, and, and also the Blazers, I think with Melo are, are a little dangerous, you know, cause the Grizzlies are very vulnerable in the West, you know, after the Jaron Jackson injury. So the eight seeds up for grabs, but I still think the top of the West is the top of the West. And I think the East is totally, totally a crapshoot. The Bucks are very vulnerable. All right, there you have it. Go watch him on the morning after. He's Jared Smith. Jared, thank you so much for the time, brother. I'll see you later this afternoon. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up here on Bagels and Bad Beats right here on Sports Grid. So much fun. And I've got the Netflix recommendation of the day for you. Spurred on by my boy, Chris Lavona. So stick around. We ain't done yet. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats. What is in my head? What is in my head? Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> the show every morning. Well done, Chris. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back, everybody, to Bagels and Bad Beats. Wrapping up things here on a lovely Thursday morning. It's been fun. Let's get to some Netflix recommendations. Here's mine for you, Chris Mavona, because you played the He-Man clip earlier. If you haven't watched this, I discovered this over quarantine. This is a little series called The Toys That Made Us. And if you're a kid who grew up in the 80s like I was, or even the 90s, they had some cool ones in there too. Man, this is a fun show. It's basically like a one-hour look at how certain toy lines came about, and one of them was on He-Man. And I had all the He-Man guys. I had the Castle Grayskull. I had it all. Oh, my God. Good time. So, Chris, you got to see. It's really good. They did like a G.I. Joe. They did that one. Have you watched I watched the G.I. I watched the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, and it was oh, uh, it made me so happy. I will. The He-Man I will. was brilliant. Because the He-Man one was basically, hey, go out there and try to create this story. And then the story ended up becoming a toy line. It was just a crazy thing of all this. So what's the recommendation for me this weekend? Because God knows I'm going to have some time on my hands. So flying. there's a reason why I played that song for you coming back. There is a show called Dairy Girls. It takes it takes place around uh, the 90s in Northern Ireland. Uh, it's about these uh, girl. It's about a group of girls who are uh, they're in a Catholic school in Northern Ireland during the uh, the end of the conflict in Northern Ireland. The reason why I tell you to watch this, it's a funny show, but the music is fantastic. The ending theme, the ending theme in the credits is uh, Dreams by the Cranberries. Ah, well, yes, one of the one of the great. Uh, but it, it, it's a yeah. fantastic show. It's a fantastic right. show. Well written. It's really funny. And um, yeah, that's that's my uh, recommendation. There you go. Look, we're so full service here. It's been great. Now, look, I'd like to say that Scott Wetz will be back tomorrow. But I got to tell you right now, it's a coin flip. I'm not sure where we're going to be. So whoever's here, they're going to make sure that all the bagels are here. They're going to be here to take care of the bad beats as well. So I want to thank everybody for listening, for watching. I want to thank Jared Smith for showing up as well. That'll do it for me. Stick around for the early line right now on Sports Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.